0: Life Audio.
1: Welcome back to the Team Us Podcast, where we share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together.
0: Hey, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater. In the last episode, we shared how you can better communicate as a team. And today, we're building on that by talking about practical ways you can work together as a team to resolve disagreements. In multiple episodes, mm-hmm. conflict conflict like again Well, the heck? it's inevitable. It is. right? And I mean, we don't have a ton of it, mm-hmm. but we do have it. This is true, because, as we've said before, maybe we're starting to sound like a broken record broken record is that it's not ever about whether or not we'll have disagreements, but about how and when we have them and how we deal with them when we do. Sounds, nodding. <laughs>
1: I'm nodding uh, yes.
0: okay. So today I thought we'd share some practical ways that we as couples can work together to resolve disagreements. And I want to note, we said this in the last episode Mm -hmm. too, is that I'm not, I'm talking about like everyday issues and challenges and disagreements that couples may have. You know, if you're walking through a serious challenge, such as infidelity, betrayal, addiction, or something really hard like that, you know, seek some professional help. Right.
1: Or talk to one of your pastors right. who, who may be able to help you or may be able to recommend somebody who could help you.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is more of, this is marriage maintenance, not marriage in crisis.
1: Yep. Good way um, to differentiate.
0: Exactly. Okay. So one, mm-hmm. we face disagreements as allies. So well, as that's we, a
1: weird way to put it. Really? I, mean, I would kind of allies. Allies. Okay. So we're on the same team. Yes. Something has emerged that's a threat, this conflict. And so together we extinguish the threat.
0: Well, and maybe it really does feel like we're enemies. If we think, well, you want something this way Mm -hmm. and I want it this way. Right. And we're totally on different pages on whatever the situation or issue Mm -hmm. is. If we keep thinking that, you know, focusing on the fact that we are proposing different things or we want different things, instead of thinking about the fact that we're on the same team and our ultimate goal is the same, true, then we're going to approach it hand in hand rather than back to back. All right. We're going to come at it as allies instead of enemies. Mm-hmm. And that really means just doing our best to work through conflict in a way that serves to unite us and benefit the long-term health of our marriage. And we have talked before about, you know, us against, it's, it's not you versus me, mm-hmm. it's us versus the problem.
1: Right. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes uh, sort of a tool or technique or trick is to, if we're in some sort of conflict, is to identify a common enemy.
0: You do that. Yeah. I,
1: sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then we're not wrestling each other in this conflict, but we identified an external thing that both of us can be on the same page about, facing the same direction, and we attack that thing.
0: Right. It takes the focus off, uh-huh. like, each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, ultimately, the goal is to be more connected and have stronger unity. But I think Mm. the important thing to remember is sometimes it's messier before it's better and you have to be okay with that. Can't be scared. Even if you're fighting or disagreeing as, you know, allies and enemies, it still might be messy, but if you're scared of the mess, then you're not going to deal with things, which actually brings us to the second point, point. which is agree not to bury issues.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And it's really easy to bury issues. But when Mm -hmm. we bury issues, they're never really resolved. Like you and I have a few issues that over the years we probably bury a little bit. Okay. Like we work through whatever the argument is Mm -hmm. and we make up, but we never come up with like
1: a final resolution,
0: right? Like a solution to resolving whatever the issue is. I mean, I think we are, we have done that with some stuff in the last year, but it took us until the last year to go, Oh, huh. We're having these same fights over and over again. So maybe (laughs) we've never really resolved them, you know? So I think we unintentionally buried them.
1: So have the goal of not burying whatever the source of the conflict is or the topic of the conflict, even though it may take years To resolve it.
0: Right. Well, I don't know if it'll take years if you really determine to not just solve that one argument, Mm -hmm. but instead solve whatever issue is fueling that argument, especially if it's an argument that keeps coming up over and over again.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, for example, of like a work-life balance. Yeah. My default is to work. (laughs) You know? And there have been periods in my life when I've been working at the expense of family relationships. Is, would that be an example of uh, an issue that we've had for, for years and it sort of pops up every once in a while? Or
0: Maybe, but I think that really fits more into that idea of old habits. Okay. Take time to break. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you were in your mid thirties when we got married Mm -hmm. and that was a habit to put work first and to spend lots of time doing it. And so it's just taken time. I also think that kind of issue requires grace from me because just, there are some seasons where you're going to be busier Mm -hmm. and I have to go, well, this is a season when work is taking more time.
1: And as a guy, as a guy, I, I tend to get a little more of my identity from the work I do.
0: Right. I'm thinking something more like my birthday. I mean, I think that's one of did our I miss
1: it again. No,
0: you <laughs> didn't miss it. <laughs> okay. But we had some years where birthday stuff did not go well, or as I hoped, <laughs> right. because I get more excited about birthdays than you do. Right. So sometimes work would take priority or you just wouldn't realize what I wanted you to do because uh, you can't read my mind. And so I you say that. <laughs> You're reading my mind, right? And so every year at my birthday, we would end up having some sort of fight. Some of that is that I would, in my mind, go, okay, last year, there have been several years where it didn't go great. So this year, it's probably not going great, to go great, too. Like, I just set myself up for mm-hmm. disappointment. But this year, I think we had a turning point where we actually not only had a big fight about it, but... <laughs> came up with okay, here's a plan on how you can do better with birthdays. I can stop having these over-the-top emotional reactions
1: yeah. and
0: acting all mopey. Um <laughs> mopey. which was basically, you know, I expressed what I wanted to do and that thinking that, well that's not gonna happen. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Told you I need an attitude change. And you took the initiative to plan it. And so now next year I'll be like, oh, last year was fun. Okay, what are we doing this year? But that was one of those things that we would have a fight about my birthday, but then we'd never come up with a plan on how next year, how is it going to be different and how are we not going, how is it not going to result so in an argument? So we had kind of
1: burying right. issue.
0: We would get through the birthday, uh-huh. but we'd never come up with a plan on how the next year the birthday could be better. Got it. So I think that's kind of a... I don't think we were intentionally burying it. We were just trying to (laughs) get through both of our reactions to it and, you know, go back to life as normal. So, and I think that sometimes it can be easy to bury issues. So I have some ideas on how, if that's a temptation or a pattern, how we can stop burying issues and start addressing them. Okay. Yeah. I think the first thing is Mm -hmm. pray and take courage because it's hard to bring up an issue, especially if it's one that has been buried. And so I think before anything, before we go talk to our spouse and we're like, Hey, I want to work through this issue. It's been buried. We need to pray. We need to ask God to give us courage and wisdom and the right words to speak and maybe the right timing. Well, that's number two is choose the right time in the right place.
1: Right. You no, know, it's, uh, I think too often we, we just jump right into trying to solve the issue rather than pausing and praying because there. God does exist. The Counselor exists, and He wants to. He's poised to provide counsel and maybe a a different heart attitude. So, yeah, that's good for somebody right. to use, take is pray and take courage that something will can you know this can be dealt with that it can we can find resolution.
0: Right. Instead of being fearful. Mm -hmm. And not doing anything. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So number two, when it comes to not bearing issues or is choose the right time in the right place. Mm -hmm. And I have learned this through trial or like through failure, because sometimes I will be working through something. I want to talk to you maybe even for days, Mm -hmm. but you don't know that I've been working through that in my head and all of a sudden i throw it at you. So I'm learning that, and that doesn't help. I think that can create defensiveness. Mm-hmm. So instead, sometimes I'm like, hey, Ted, can we, I want to talk about this. So I'm just going to throw it out there and you let me know, you think about it and let me know when you're ready to talk about yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed you doing that uh, last couple of years. Yeah. it's helpful.
0: When I know you sometimes need time to think about it. Well, I right. do too. Sometimes you might react defensively and I might react emotionally.
1: Right. And that's the thing. If you've had a couple of days to think on an issue, you bring it up when I haven't had any time to prepare, I might react. Right. Rather than
0: respond. Respond. Which we're going to talk about in detail mm-hmm. soon on how you can respond rather than react. I right. say you, meaning all of, us. all of us. So you also want to share your views kindly but clearly. And I think it's good sometimes yeah. to rehearse what you want to say so mm-hmm. that it's concise and clear, and to use some communication techniques, such as saying, I feel like rather than you have. Right.
1: That's big. That's big. It's one of those tools we've got in our communication tool belt uh, that we use all the time. I feel like I'm being ignored or I feel like, you know, I'm not respected or I feel like my opinion doesn't matter. Instead of saying, why are you rejecting my opinion? Or why are you
0: yada yada? Exactly. Because the truth is, like, I might not be rejecting your opinion, but maybe right. I'm not slowing down and listening well, like mm-hmm. we talked about in the last episode. And so, therefore, it feels like that's what I'm doing. But if you tell me that's what I'm doing when it's not, right. it's not going to go over well.
1: And you want your conversation to be truthful. And the truth is, I feel like I'm not being respected. I, the truth is not you are disrespecting me. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you keep your conversation truthful by talking about how you're feeling, you know, instead of accusatory or blaming, that's going to help the conversation as well.
0: Right. And the next, Mm -hmm. listen and accept responsibility. Because I think it's important we have to remember, as we were kind of just talking about, there's two sides to every issue. At least. At least. So it might be that you know, I feel whatever, or you feel disrespected, but that's not the intention of the other person. Mm -hmm. Or it could even be that I'm feeling something and you're completely oblivious.
1: Which happens more than it it should.
0: Right. You know? (laughs) And so it's really helpful to not be offended. But, you know, when we bring up an issue to listen to what our spouse has to say, about it and not to be quick to interrupt or jump in. And I think the same is true if they are aware of the issue, because mm-hmm. they might be equally hurt in the situation. You might both be bearing the issue.
1: Right. No, that's a, that's a great point. If you, if you say, for example, that you're feeling unappreciated instead of me jumping and saying, we appreciate you. Come on. I should listen and be like, she feels unappreciated. What might I have done to contribute to that? Or what could I do to help her to know that she is appreciated? That yeah, kind of thing.
0: Right. That's and cool. we, I mean, we have to do that with our kids when they get in fights, like they'll be like, but she did yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, no, 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 stop. Think about what, how you could have responded better in this situation and what you can do to make it better. Right. And I think as spouses, we can do the same thing. Um, we can step back and go, okay, how am I responsible for this? Mm -hmm. What's my part in it? And how can I take responsibility and ask for forgiveness and do better, which Mm -hmm. is actually the next one, repent and forgive. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I don't think you can really move past a situation and strengthen a relationship unless we're willing to do that. You know,
1: repent is kind of a Bible term. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it. We may not know what to do with that term, but it basically means do a 180, you know, change your direction.
0: Well, do you remember the game? I think we, we got this inspiration <laughs> from Andrew Peterson. I think uh-huh. he had come and talked. He spoke at like Focus and shared this. Uh-huh. And so we would play this game mm-hmm. with our kids that he mentioned. And it was essentially, do you want to tell them? Sure. It was? Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, it was when they're younger. They Our our girls are teenagers now and they don't play this game. But when they're little kids, I sit on the floor. And I'd give one of my girls a hug. And then what they would do is they'd start walking away and they'd like maybe go to the other room or something. And I'd, I said, repent. And they'd turn around, they'd run back and jump on my arms. I'd give them a hug and tell them I loved them. And I think that's a good way to think of repentance toward God, turning back to him, knowing that you're going to get a hug when you turn back.
0: Yeah. It's changing your direction.
1: Yeah. So that's what repentance is. We're not afraid of using that word. Nope.
0: And I think it's good to say, you know, depending upon what the issue is, forgiveness doesn't necessarily automatically restore trust, depending upon what the issue is, you know, trust is earned over time. And so it might have to be re-earned.
1: Right. Forgiveness and trust are two different things, but uh, forgiveness precedes.
0: Building trust. Right. You can't rebuild trust if you haven't forgave. Right. Forgiven. Um, (laughs) Finally, you know, let it go. If you've made it right with your spouse, then let it go. Choose to have a lighthearted marriage, which is a marriage free of grudges and resentment.
1: And aren't you surprised I didn't bring up a song?
0: Which song? Uh. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you've watched Disney movies, you'll know where he's going with that. (laughs) Okay, so a couple things we've talked about mm-hmm. that can help couples work together to resolve disagreements so far is face disagreements as allies, mm-hmm. agree not to bury issues. And we gave some practical mm-hmm. ways to bring up issues and work or bring up rather than bury issues and right. work through them. Can also commit to respond and not react. Right. And we have mentioned, we mentioned that a little bit. We talked mm-hmm. about it a little bit in the last episode. And if you don't remember, reaction is whenever we have an emotionally motivated knee-jerk reply.
1: Right, you're triggered.
0: Exact that's a great word. Without way even to say thinking.
1: you're just triggered.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Well a response requires us to practice the wisdom of scripture, it means we're quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, as James one nineteen says. You know, during disagreements, I think there are some general reasons why we might react. And that might include we feel hurt mm-hmm. or offended. We feel disrespected or challenged. Maybe we lack a long-term perspective and are only thinking about right now. We're not thinking about, okay, how I respond in this moment might affect how we communicate over the next week. You know, mm-hmm. um, or maybe we're just tired, hungry, or stressed. It happens. You know,
1: it's the real world.
0: Sometimes that's why we mm-hmm. react. Hungry. Um, and I think reactions tend to escalate disagreements. Whereas responses can calm them down.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. If you, you, uh, like I sort of mentioned in the last one, if you react to something, even your tone of voice might be a little higher, Mm -hmm. whereas if you're responding, you might have a softer tone in your voice. And so, yeah.
0: Yeah. And when we're reacting, I think we tend to be in what fight, flight, or freeze mode. I mean... I think I tend to go into flight mode. That tends yeah. to be my response. And I think hmm. when we're reacting, our bodies, you know, like the elevated voices and right. our heart can race. We right. tend to go into one of those kind of modes. Okay. Cool. So I have three practical steps that I think can help us respond rather than react. Okay. The first one is to pause. Right. Right. You know, it's kind of like we talked about with bearing issues. You take time to pray, but this, you know, instead of reacting, take a moment to be still. If you're feeling hurt or disrespected, you might want to take a deep breath, count to 10 and allow your emotions just to calm down. Right? You might even need to physically walk away from a situation for a few minutes. Not storm off, (laughs) necessarily. Slam doors. Slam
1: doors, storm off. Yeah. Hop in the car, drive to your coffee shop. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have done that before. Okay. But, you know, if in that moment there is some sort of immediate response needed and you're not ready to give a well thought out loving one, maybe just say something like I need a moment. Can we continue this in a bit? Right. It's kind of like I've talked about in the past. I don't know if we've talked about it in the podcast. I think we have. Mm-hmm. But it's in I think it's in my five marriage tools every marriage needs like free resources on my website, but okay. about taking a break room. Sometimes you have to Step away to calm down, just like you would at work. Maybe you step away from your work and go to the break room, take a break, and then you return to your work when you're ready. Right. So it's that same kind of concept as taking a break with the intention of stepping back in. Right. And we've had to do that. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. Do you remember the book for women only? I do. And for men only? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, remind me the author. Uh, Shanti Feld? Feldhahn? I'm probably Sounds totally right. butchering her name. Um, but she talks about how, you know, women are verbal processors okay. and we can deal with complex motion emotions more quickly than men. Right. And men tend to be, I mean, there's always exceptions, tend to be internal processors and sometimes need seven hours longer than women to process their feelings. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that's why I've started doing with you. I've realized that's true about you. And that's why right. I started doing that. Let me mention what I want to talk about give you just a brief thoughts on it and then step away and let you come back to me when you're ready to talk about mm-hmm. it. Cause I'm going to get a bu- much better response from you. If I don't push you for an immediate
1: right. I discussion, be able to uh, put into words what I'm feeling or thinking. And I, I wouldn't be able to help further the conversation.
0: We have a lot of reacting probably mm-hmm. from both of us. Right. Cause
1: it'd be discouraging not being able to work through something. Cause I haven't had time to, to really think about it.
0: It's not really fair of me to do that to you either, to take you off guard. Yeah. Well, that goes back to, you know, the right time in the right place. Mm-hmm. And I do think we need to note that pausing is different from stuffing.
1: Or burying. Exactly. Sweeping under the rug. <laughs> Because
0: stuffing just delays a reaction. I think burying does too. Mm-hmm. You know, stuffers eventually explode. So, I, you know, that's when scary. you pause, do your best to be intentional not to stuff. Okay, second, we're going to talk about praying again. I mean, we talked about that with bearing issues. The Mm -hmm. first thing you should do is pray. You know, after you've paused, pray. These are actually the three Ps of responding. Um, But after you've paused, pray. And it might just be a quick mental or under your breath petition to God. Actually, this, like I said, this comes from an article I wrote for Boundless like a year ago. And you actually, this next example, you actually gave me this next example. I love it. Yeah. Well, do you want to share it or you want me to share it?
1: Well, uh, Nehemiah, he worked with the king as the cupbearer and he had a request, right? Or he was invited by the king.
0: Well, the king noticed that Nehemiah was was sad. Mm -hmm. And so he asked him why and what his request was.
1: Right. And he took a moment, five seconds to pray. Yeah. And then he responded, Right. Uh, the verse is uh, what, Nehemiah 2, 4, and 5. So I prayed to the God of heaven and I answered the king.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was in a situation where an immediate response was needed, mm-hmm. but he stopped and prayed right there. First. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, we don't know what he prayed for, but we do know that James tells us that we can always ask God for wisdom and he gives it to us. That's true. James 1, 5. Absolutely. So I think, you know, it's good to ask him to provide us with insight into our own heart and why we're tempted to respond in a particular way. We can also ask that he would help us walk in the fruit of the spirit,
1: mm-hmm. which is,
0: which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And that's from Galatians five twenty two to 23. And no, I don't have that memorized. I just read that off <laughs> a piece of paper. <laughs> I should have it memorized, you know, and it's good to pray because I think it's hard for all of us you know we're all works in progress yeah okay so yes pause pray and the third p is personalize it now when we're going through disagreements it feels very personal pray. so you might be like okay what's that mean i think it means to turn your focus away from yourself and try to empathize or seek to understand the feelings of your spouse hmm. in the situation and that's probably easier for Those who are more empathetic, it's harder for those who aren't. And so if you're not empathetic, you have to work harder at this. Mm -hmm. But when we adopt an other first attitude and try to put ourselves in their shoes, I think we're less likely to react.
1: (laughs) For some reason, uh, a little little song-y kind of thing from when I was a kid. Yeah, sing it. Oh, it's it's, it's, it's a, something you sing when you're seven years old. Okay. It goes J-O-I, J-O-I. This is what it means. Uh-huh. Jesus first, yourself last, others in between. Have you ever heard that?
0: I think I have. Well, that's the <laughs> thing. That's why they teach it to you when you're little, so mm-hmm. that you remember it as an adult. It makes an impact. I mean, right. The things we learn to music tend to stick with us. Oh, yeah. All right. Yes. So I think the next time we're tempted to, you and I are tempted to react or those listening, you're tempted to react rather than respond. Consider pausing, praying and personalizing it because you might just walk away. You have lots of bees might just walk away calmer and more equipped to respond to your spouse in a Christ honoring way. And sometimes, you know, how you came into the disagreement feeling might stay the same. Mm -hmm. You know, it might not change your feelings or your perspective, but you may be able to express it more lovingly and productively. Mm -hmm. All right. So to recap three practical ways you can work together as a team to resolve disagreements are to one face disagreements as allies, agree not to bury issues and commit to respond, not react. That's good. All right. It is time for an us time challenge. And I thought, a team building activity would be good.
1: So not just watch a movie.
0: No, not just watch a movie. <laughs> I think, okay. So we recently did like an escape room, which oh, is a ton of fun. It was
1: a ton of fun. We and lost. It was,
0: yeah, we lost. <laughs> I want to go back and try to,
1: uh-huh.
0: maybe we'll take all our kids with us this time. There you go. We of some
1: secrets. Yeah.
0: But it's something that, you know, we had to work together to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of opportunities, especially when the clock is down to five minutes to get frustrated with each other. We were just and laughing to, though. I know, but, I mean, some I could people see. could get frustrated with each other and impatient. Right. And so it's a really good opportunity to do something fun that builds your or strengthens your ability to it's work good. together as a team, even when you're facing, you know, unknowns and challenges. So I think that would be a great one. Something like that. It doesn't have to be an escape room. Maybe there's something else that uh, listeners can think of that.
1: Sure. Builds. Well, I mean, like uh, paddling a canoe. You know, you got the person in the front, the person in the back. You got to work together to get from one spot to another.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. So, something like that. <laughs> Find something that has some challenges that can help you strengthen your teamwork. Sounds great. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on the Team Us podcast. We're looking forward to next time when we continue to talk about how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help you live the everyday moments of your marriage together. Team Us with Ted and Ashley Slater is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com.